Well, good morning, everyone. Um, please just grab a seat for a minute. In just a minute, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you to join in with me. Um, but just as I was leading up to this service, I had this nagging thought of, what am I going to pray and, and will it make any difference? And I guess the verse that really struck me when I was thinking of this was when Jesus said, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So I was encouraged. Uh, I think God loves to answer our prayers, and he loves it when we pray according to his will. We're not just praying for selfish things. We're praying for things that are according to what he wants, and he wants us to join together and really believe and trust that he's heard that. We know that if he hears our petitions, then we have the things that we are. So as I pray, uh, if you believe that's something that God wants, that it's his will, just Amen, whether it's internally or you say it out loud. So why don't you stand and just join me as we pray one more time. And uh, yeah, Lord, thank you. Thank you for Pastor John and for Mercy who have come and joined us this week. Lord, we just bless them. We thank you for them and our, our new connection, our connection that we have with them. And wonderful to hear last night about his vision for planting churches, a thousand churches, and, and the way this school has just exploded. So right now, Lord, we come before you as your people, and we pray and ask that you would continue to empower him and his team. Those young pastors he's training up, Lord, would you give visions to them to go and plant more churches, Lord? Would you strengthen them in your word? Lord, will we see more and more fruit from his ministry and from the pastors and people that he trains up, Lord. So, Lord, we look forward to hearing the reports and seeing the, the growth. And, Lord, here at the Hills CFC, Lord, would we also see that growth? Will we also have that heart to be reaching out? Lord, it's your will that people would come to you. Lord, that they would turn to you and be saved. And sometimes we doubt that it's going to happen because... People have been hard for a long time. But Lord, would we be willing to be used? Would we be available for your, your work in this place, whether it's in our workplaces, Lord, it's in our families? Wherever it is, Lord, would you make us willing and able, Lord, just to share your love and your truth? Lord, your truth that we are not anything special, that we haven't, we're not people that think we're better than others, Lord, but we are purely just recognising that you have been gracious to us and you are full of grace and love. So, Lord, we just lift up all these things and we pray a blessing upon Pastor John as he comes and speaks now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you. I'll hand over to Pastor John. Pastor Sam. <laughs> Why don't you come up, John? Um, before John, John speaks, um, I was praying last night uh, for our church and, and for John, and uh, many of you know the Lord gives, gives me pictures, and I saw a whole, I saw nations, and I saw arrows going out and, and arrows coming in. It wasn't just an arrow pointing one way, but there was a, an arrow coming the other way. It, was, it wasn't a one-way street. It was, it was this back, backing and forth. And I got a real sense, John, that you know, as, as we give out of ourselves, not only does God give back, but, but other Christians and yourself, you give into us. And then as, as we look to the Lord uh, for him to speak to us, he, he speaks to us. So the things of God aren't a one-way street. 
but there's a, a toing and froing, there's a flow uh, in the spirit. And I've got a real sense this morning that uh, as John's going to come and speak, he's, he's going to impart something to us. And, and as we bless you, you bless us. As, as we go to the nations, the nations come to us. As we, as we pray and we, we seek God, God comes to us. So there's a sense of, of, of joining together, of a flow, of, of being uh, in symmetry together with, with what God is doing. So pray that over you this morning and thank you for coming to, to preach to us. And we, we look forward to what you have to bring to us. Thanks, John. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, what's, what a day. What a beautiful church. And in, in the worship, I was so full with the presence of God. And I believe you have a great church. I believe that the presence of God is in this place. I believe that we have a great leader. I believe that you have a great team. I believe that what God is about to do will be marvelous and great. And I believe that everyone here is part of the next chapter. What Pastor Sam just saw was something that I've seen in a vision. About two months ago, as I started preparing my sermons and praying for the places I will share, I saw in a vision, the Lord has sent me over here to the Hills Church. And when I got to the gate, I saw the United Nations flag on top of this building. And so I asked the Lord what that meant. And the Lord said, the next chapter of this church, and these things I'm saying now for those who believe, the next chapter of this church, that this place is going to be a home for many nations. People are going to come from all over the place to be part of this church. You are going to receive people from every place, every nation. And the Lord said, I should tell the church, that prepare yourself for that next chapter. There is a flood coming. There is an increase coming. Prepare yourself for that increase. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for opportunity to come before your presence and to dine at your table. In your presence, Bible says there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I pray that, Lord, you take my emptiness and fill it with your grace and your mercies and use it to bless your people. And I pray, oh Lord, that miracles, healing, signs, tearing of faith will happen as we come before your table. Holy Spirit, I am completely in your hands. Use my mouth. Use my heart, use my mind, and touch your people this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone will say amen. So I'm sharing with you um, a very powerful message. But before then, uh, Pastor Bill, when he was there in August, he put some 
photos that I would love to share before we we hear the word of God. So if if you you guys can just uh, help us with that, that would be great. And uh, oh, okay, no problems, no worries, no no problem. So uh, it will come around, amen. So I I I want to talk to you about encounter God's glory. Encounter God's glory. Encounter God's glory. And in Isaiah chapter 6, from verses 1 to 9, talks about the story of the mighty major prophet Isaiah having certain revelation and encounter with God. And this encounter is so profound that I got about four different segments in this encounter. Now, in the verse, Isaiah, and this is verse 6. Remember, we're talking about verse 6 of Isaiah and so the prophet has been prophet if you're reading Isaiah from verse 1, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4. All this chapter, Isaiah was a prophet. He was doing his prophetic job. He was, he was on and everything was fine. And now we get to verse 6 and look at what the scripture says. In the year, no, chapter 6, sorry, verse 1. In the year... That King Uziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Now, let's stay there for a minute. So, as you read your scriptures from Isaiah chapter 1, you realize that Isaiah has been called by the Lord. He was serving the Lord. He was working for the Lord. He was in ministry already. Now we get to chapter 6. And Isaiah said, come on, I got revelation now. I have seen the Lord. And, and that is okay. That is something that all of us some somehow have some similarity to it. Some of us, we've been serving the Lord for 60 years and 70 years and 50 years and 40 years. But you read the passage of the scripture and you go like, what? Why is it that I am seeing it today? If I had known this secret, I would have been so fired for the Lord. And, and, and you, you get like, what happened? So Isaiah in chapter 6 said, on that day, when Uzziah died, he saw the Lord. And when he saw the Lord, he saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. Then I asked my questions. So all this, why? What was Isaiah doing? Can you think about it? So he was being a prophet, but he didn't know the Lord. What Isaiah was saying was the kind of encounter that every believer needs to come to. The kind of a place where we come to that we realize that it is not about us anymore. 
a kind of place where you get to and you say, I couldn't have done this. This could only have been done by the power of the Lord. You come to a place that you know of a sure that this is a doing from above. That was the very encounter Isaiah had. And in verse 2, he says that above him stood the seraphims, each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. Verse 3. And, and verse 3 says, And one called to another, saying, said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of unclean people, people with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. So Isaiah, the first thing he realized with his encounter was that Isaiah realized how human he was. How empty he was. I will share a little bit about Africa. Yesterday I was sharing with the pastors and, and the leaders here that Africans, we are very vibrant. We, we, we can dance. We go to church. There are church in Ghana. They start church 8 and close 4 p.m. And everybody is happy. No food. They don't serve food. They don't serve tea. They, they serve nothing. Just, just crazy people. We, we just, just dancing and we love the Lord. We are passionate for the Lord. But we have so much wrong doctrine. And we have pastors and preachers in Africa that, that move about with bodyguards. I don't know whether you've seen it before. Like I am preaching right now, a bodyguard will be standing here, another bodyguard over there, another bodyguard over there, and they will, they will be guiding me preaching the word of God. And they are so full of themselves and so arrogant. And think they are God, little God. And their members serve through them. And, and, and you need to go and see them and pay consultation fee before you can see your own pastor. Isaiah said that day when he had an encounter. And then he realized who he was. He said, woe unto me. I am a sinner. I have unclean lips. The environment I live is also full of sin. Look, my I have seen the Lord. And sometimes we are like Isaiah. We become so prideful. We become so full of ourselves. And we go like, oh, I'm so good. So intelligent. Look at what I have achieved. Ah, praise God. I was smart at my work. Look at my investment. Look at the things that I have achieved. When you come in contact with the glory of God, you see yourself as nothing. Because Isaiah said, 
I've seen the Lord's glory and the robe he wear covers the whole place. And Isaiah described authority around God. And he says that the seraphim and the, they, they speak and say, holy, holy is the Lord. And when they spoke, the whole foundation where the Lord seated shook. My eyes have seen the Lord. It is very critical and important not to have our names in the book of Hills at CFC and come to church every Sunday and be part of this nice family. My encouragement is that every one of us, it doesn't matter who you are, to have personal encounter with this God, that when you have a personal encounter with him, then you know the level you are. You know the place you operate from. Isaiah said, this is different. My eyes have seen the Lord. So I said, when we talk about the glory of God or having an encounter with God, it's about being filled with God's grace in your inner man that transforms your outside man. When you have an encounter with the Lord, your inner man will be filled. That will affect your outer man. There will be a deposit of grace. Forgive me because we make a lot of noise. I, I, I can't. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm still in Ghana, but that, that, that's okay. You guys need to help me when I'm going crazy. Just, just load the whole thing and I'll be fine. Praise the Lord. And, and, and one thing that I would I love you to do for me, a, a little bit, bit of Ghana. So when, when I say praise the Lord, please will you respond? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's do another one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I am converting you to be Ghanaians. That's, that's very good. <laughs> praise God. When you have an encounter with the Lord, your inner man is touched. And it influenced your outside man. And so you will not come to church and hug people and, and enjoy church here only. But when I live here, my outer man must also go and touch somebody. Anyone that had encounter with the Lord, certain shifting is done in his life. He cannot keep quiet. He cannot sit where he sit. He cannot go to work and, 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 and be quiet and be silent. Somebody did need to hear the change and the encounter that has happened in his life or her life. I was 17 years when an angel walked into my room in the village where I was on a sick bed. Yesterday I shared it here. Dying from a demonic stroke that has put me down for six months that I couldn't finish my high school. And this angel pulled me up and healed me completely. And when I realized that in that village, in that place, before I got sick, four of my brothers and sisters had died from the same sickness. One mother, one father. My parents lost four of their children to this demonic sickness that came from the activities of my grandfather. When I had that encounter, 
I decided to use the rest of my life to affect others as well. That is why my inner man had received a touch and therefore it affected my outer man. And I could go to these villages and this, this forest to preach to those that are not being preached to and to and to speak his word. I cannot sit. I cannot sit because my inner man had been affected. And it is my prayer and my declaration and my prayer for someone that your inner man will be affected. That you cannot sit anymore. You need to find somebody to affect his life with the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Four things that happened to Isaiah. The first one was that he saw his weakness. Isaiah saw his weakness. He saw his weakness. Number two. Bible says, it says that verse, verse 7, verse 7, let's look at verse 7. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your mouth. Your guilt is taken away. And your sin is atoned for. And I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Look at that one. Then I said, Isaiah who had just had an encounter with the Lord, said, Here am I, sent me. When you recognize your weakness and the kind of emptiness we are as human beings, then the next thing is that you rely on him for strength. Bible says the angel took a cord of fire, came unto where Isaiah were, and touched his mouth with that fire and said, now your sin has been taken away. Now you've been receiving strength. And I am here to declare to somebody that God is touching your life again. Remember Isaiah was a believer a long time. He was a prophet a long time before this encounter. And his mouth was touched with a cord of fire. And the word said, you've been receiving strength. Your sin is taken away. Your weakness is being taken away. Your sin is being taken away. Your inadequacy is being taken away. I would love to tell you, when you have encounter with the Lord, I did not finish high school because of my sickness. But when I had encounter with the Lord, all these things that you see was part of the baggage of my encounter. The other day I was talking to a pastor in Kabucha in, in Queensland and he said, Pastor John, how long have you lived in Australia? I said, I don't live here. I live in the bush in Ghana. I said, how come are you able to communicate very well in, in English? I said, that was part of my baggage. That was part of my package. When I had encounter, even my ability to speak English was touched. So I don't know the weakness you have. Please get me. 
Please get this one. I don't know the weakness you have, whether it's fear, whether it's lack of confidence, whatsoever weakness you are having. When the angel took the coat of fire and touched the mouth of Isaiah, he received strength. And I pray that strength will be imparted into your life. Hallelujah. I was sharing with somebody last Sunday, no, Friday at, the, at Pastor Bill's church, the, the elderly church, and I said, when I was about six years old, my parents said I was too aggressive. I don't know the English word for it, but I think it is close to aggressive. I was stubborn. Very, very, you can't control me. So my parents decided to send me to my grandmother to stay with. Can you believe that? And my grandmother was a very solemn Christian with the Adventist church. Now, as little as six years, I would see my mother every, my grandmother every morning around 4 a.m. kneeling on her on her bed and praying. And she will be praying for me and be praying for me. And I can remember some of the things that she used to say that Lord turned his aggressiveness to become a preacher like Paul, to become a preacher like this. And I was six years old. I, I didn't understand. But behold, my, wheresoever my grandma is, may her soul rest in peace. Here I am going to the rural areas and t- using the power of God in winning souls for Christ. The prayers of my grandmother. And, and I thank God for grandmoms here. That this morning you receive another strength. You receive another touch. You receive another confidence that you will not give up on that grandson who had just walked up from the Lord. He's coming back. He's coming back. Continue to pray for him. Don't give up. Receive that strength. Receive that grace. Receive that power. Now, in, in John chapter 11, if you read verse 29, Bible says that a man called Lazarus had died and his sisters, Mary and Martha, was crying all over the place and they have sent for Jesus and it was four days already in the tomb and Jesus said, show me where he lay, show me where he lay. Oh, master, by this time he's rotten. Jesus said, I just want to have an encounter with that rotten dead body. He went into the tomb and shouted, Lazarus, Lazarus. And the dead body of Lazarus had encounter with the Messiah. And Bible says that he came out. I pray that anything that is dead in your life will receive encounter this morning. It is my prayer that whatsoever is dead in your life will receive encounter in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 4, at the well with, with, with that woman, if you read from verse 25, that woman at the well 
came to Jesus and, and Jesus gave me some water to drink and, and this woman go, ah, we, we, you are Jew and we are Gentiles and all kinds of religious stuff and blah, blah, blah. And this one is uh, Octodos and this one is what? And, and this woman was full of all those stuff. But when she finally had an encounter and Jesus said, look, this is all about you. You marry five men and the one you are having is not even married you and blah, blah, blah. That, that encounter changed that sinful woman to become the first female evangelist who won the whole village for the Lord. She went from the presence of God without encounter as a sinful, empty, not good woman to become evangelist that brought the whole village unto the Lord. And this morning I pray that spiritually somebody will have an encounter with the Lord that you leave this place. You came empty. You leave filled. You came with that confidence. You go with full of confidence in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible said, And you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost, when the encounter will come upon you, when you have an encounter, and you'll be my witnesses. And you'll be my witnesses. Now, the church is out of witnesses. We are not witnessing anymore. We are all comfortable. It's not here alone. Even in Africa, people are easy, comfortable. And the world is swallowing the church like the fish that swallowed Jonah. The world is swallowing the church. The world and its stuff is becoming larger and larger and they are taking more territory and the church is being shrinking. But I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon this church and we will not be swallowed by the world, but we will go out there and bring more to the kingdom of God. Amen. In Joshua chapter 14 verse 12, Bible says that Joshua, when, when they have conquered the land, and they were dividing the promised land among the 12 tribes of Israel, there was a man called Caleb. Caleb was 80 years and he go to Joshua and said, give me the mountains. Where the Amalek were. This Amalek were strong, built, giant soldiers, warriors. He said, give me that mountain for I will conquer. Nobody liked that place. It was a strong place. But Joshua said, give me, give me. Caleb said to Joshua, give me the mountain for I will conquer. And I love what he said. He said, I am strong in my 80 as I was in my 40. I pray that in your 70th, the Lord will give you the strength of your 30s. I pray. That in your 80, you receive strength as in your 40s. What I am saying is that when you have an encounter with the Lord, the physical body will not give up because the strength that comes inside will hold the physical body together. If you believe it, you can say amen. amen. When Isaiah had an encounter with the Lord, look at the last thing that happened was that Isaiah was commissioned. Verse 8, 
It said, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. Oh, Pastor Sam, if the next Saturday there's announcement in this place and so we want to go to the beach for evangelism. Whom should I send for the beach evangelism? And then you have 10 people and say, Pastor Sam, send us, we will go. That's the kind of place the Lord is taking this church. Verse 9, and he said, go and tell these people now look at, look at the wording of the words there. Look at it critically. Keep on hearing. I believe that this is not the first time you are hearing this stuff. They keep on hearing. Repeated, repeat. Some of us, we have cut pots. How do you call that thing? You, you hear the uh, uh, oh, pot, pot. It's like messages and you are hearing. Oh, forgive me, I'm from, I'm from the forest. I don't understand, but I will get it. <laughs> and, and you're hearing this one preaching, and, and this one preaching. You've been hearing all stuff about faith. You, you've been hearing messages upon messages, and all these good preachers are preaching, and you keep hearing, you keep hearing, you keep hearing. Look at this. That is your word over there. That is your word. He said, go tell these people. They keep on hearing, but do not understand. That is it. When you hear, go and win souls, and you don't go, you don't understand. That, that is all that Bible is saying. Anyone that refuses to apply the word of God, do not understand it. They keep on hearing. So the church has become a place of Hearing it and hearing it and hearing it again. Every Sunday we come and we hear. Every Sunday we come and we hear. Every Sunday we come and we hear. So whatsoever we are hearing, why are we not putting them in practice? Why is the world taking over our country? Does your heart not feel sorrowful when you see young people on drugs and they have nothing to do with the Lord and they hate the Lord and, and all kinds of things and we go, oh Lord, have mercy upon When somebody go to stand somewhere you want to commit suicide, you don't go and oh, oh please, please, if you can quickly throw something to just rescue, you need to rescue before you jump. And that is the level our world is. Eight years ago, let me tell you this story. The good thing about this place is that I can't see any watch around. So I don't know when I'm finishing. That's very good. Pastor, some understand Ghana preaching. There's no watch. I can't see my watch. I was in the church. The church is called Bayside Christian Fellowship in somewhere in Queensland. I had a friend pastor there. His name is Jason. And I keep telling Jason, Jason, I want us to go out there for evangelism. 
Just go and, and, and go to the street and talk to people. So there's a nice beach somewhere over there. Let's go. A lot of people. Let's go. Just go like, oh, Pastor John, you don't understand. There are laws here. In Australia, there are laws. You can't just go to people and, and tell them about Jesus. It's, it's offensive. And, and, and if they are not willing and blah, blah, blah. So I said, look, Jason, let us go. If we go and somebody say, I don't want to hear it, that is it. If we offend somebody and he gets us arrested, I have no lawyer. They will put me in jail. In jail, I will have freedom to talk to the prisoners. So, anyhow, we will win it. So, let's go. So, Jason, well, uh, but one Saturday he said, Pastor John, we will go. So, we went to the beachfront. And we're talking to people. Of course, some of them don't want anything. That's okay. And we got to a lady that was playing with his two children. Young kids. The lady was alone. So we approached her. And she was so nice. But speaking to her about Jesus and, and how the spirit was impressing something in my heart to tell her about her life, that she's so much pain. And, and Jesus was right there to, to take away the pains. She started crying. She cried and cried and cried and said, you have come at the right time. Because I've brought my kids to this park to have my last playing with them. Because I've decided tonight I was going to take my life. Jason looked at my face. I looked at Jason's face and I told Jason, do you know that you were about to send this lady to hell? We prayed for her. She came to Jason's church and she's now a member of the church. But Jason had told me there are laws. You can't go to certain places. Barriers. Things that restrict us. When you have an encounter with the Lord, the deposit you receive encourage you to go out there. And you are not afraid whether to go to jail or anywhere or or be hungry. or There are places, Pastor Sam, we go to plant church. There's, there's, There's no water to drink. No water to drink. You need to walk like kilometers to go and find some stream somewhere in the bush. No food, no place to sleep. But somebody's salvation is dependent on us. Somebody's heaven is dependent on you. Listen to me. Someone will go to heaven except you will go out there and speak to that person. If you fail to go, his destiny to hell. Let's read my, my last scripture and then we will. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 to 15. A very powerful scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15. It wasn't part of my distance, so it kind of created problems for the IT guys. (laughs) 
Forgive me. I do that all the time to my IT guys. In, in, I prepare a PowerPoint. These guys know what I'm going to preach and I get there and everything I'm saying is not part of the things I'm preparing. I guess when you are in bush, you can do that. But over here, it's a little bit uh, difficult. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Yeah. It looks like something is happening. Yes! They got it. He says that for who, for who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now let's get that. Let's get one. If anyone calls on the name of the Lord, he will be saved. So as we go to the villages, these are idol worshippers. They cut themselves and they perform rituals. These are hard kind of guys who believe in certain demonic practices and we go and then we speak the word of God and we say I believe in Jesus they say I believe in Jesus and they are saved and some are pastors, some are leaders in the church so Bible says whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, let us say amen, amen. now the next verse now look at this how then can they call on the one they have not believed so those guys in the village, those guys in the secondary schools, those guys in the university around you, how will they believe our God, the God we believe, how will they believe them? How can they believe them? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? So they can only believe in our God if somebody is ready to go and tell them about our God. The reason why kids get addicted to games and this is that they practice it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it gets, it gets stuck in their blood and, and, and they cannot even eat. He said, how will they well believe if they don't hear if they don't hear. This time, the word of God is very little on our street. Or even none. So how will people walk around and, and, and believe? And we want people in our church. And we want the church to be full. And we want church to go. How can they grow? How can we grow if we don't send the word there for people to hear and they believe? Now look at the next one. It will blow your mind. And how can they preach Unless they are sent. And, and the eldership in this place. I want to encourage you. In my church I have. 80 years in my church. I have like my fathers. And respectfully I love them. All my daddies and I have good time with them. But when it comes sending. I send all of them. I send them. Because you see, when an 80-year-old meets an 80-year-old, they will be able to talk about Second World War conversation and that can lead to salvation. Because they are 80-year-olds. So the 80-year-old can win an 80-year-old. And the teens over here will win their teens. But the church is on the church leadership to send others. How can they go and preach if they are not sent? And let me tell you some of the things you guys are doing. When you bought us those instruments and generator, you sent us. 
We just pack our generator. We move to the village. Put it there. We begin to make noise. Dance. And then people will come and we preach. You had sent us. So somebody need to send somebody. You're, you're, I know you are busy. You have a lot of things to do. But please allow yourself to be sent. That this October 4th, you and nice man over there, I am going to pray for you, sir. The Lord said I should speak to you. I don't know your name, but the one behind the pole. Yes, yes, you, you, you your husband. Yes, the Lord said I should tell you, you are part of the next chapter. You are part of the next chapter. That if you avail yourself and say, Pastor Sam, I just want to go to the high school around us or university, if there's a university, I want to go there and, and just, just walk around. And if I see somebody, I'll say, Jesus loves you. Are you ready to be sent? How will they hear if they don't send them? The first verse was very good. Anyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How will they hear? If we don't send them. Let's finish that. It's gone. 15. And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. It is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. These things we are talking about are rare things that happen to life. I am a testimony of God's encounter where the Lord has used us by his grace moving in might and mercies and, and, and said, Pastor Sam, I've told you that I have seen more miracles when we have gone out than see those miracles in the church. So one time we were in a village preaching and a whole lot of things happened. It was raining. The chief said no. The chief priest, the fetish priest said no. They won't allow us. We were, we were aggressive preaching our preaching. And then they brought an old lady. She was about 60. She couldn't see. And we prayed. And she could see right there. And then the, the, the news went into the village. It was night around 9 p.m. in the village. No, nothing. And people started coming. Just coming to believe this God that has healed this old lady. And you couldn't control the old lady. She was just, she was just, she was just jumping. <laughs> and you know that night, 36 people gave their life to Christ. The next morning, I took them to some river there. I baptized all of them. And we started church. I showed Pastor Sam the picture of the church. Just post. We put Paul there. We put roof in there. That is church. Preach. Hallelujah. Yes, Udomi. Hallelujah. Yes, Udomi. We have church. The encounter with God produced miracles. And I pray somebody have a miracle this morning. The Lord has said, she's going to move you into a very higher level of healing. You're going to lay your hands on people and they will be healed miraculously. You need to get into that faith mood. 
and know that Jesus deposited his grace into men. And he did not deposit to perfect men. Get ready for the next chapter of your life. Church, the Lord said, I should announce in this place that you are moving to your next level in grace, in miracles. I've told Pastor Sam that we're praying for him. He's going to see so much miracles. Things are going to happen in this place. That people that are rejected will walk through the doors and they will live here completely delivered. You are going to see miracles upon miracles upon miracles. It is your time to experience miracles. With all humanity, if you can, I want you to be on your feet. Those who can be on your feet, I beg you in the mercies of God. If you can't, please, you can sit down. That'll be fine. And I want you to just picture this story with Isaiah. I want you to see God sitting in his throne. I want you to see the seraphim and, and cherubim with, with, with wings covering their face and, and their feet and shouting and saying, Holy, holy is the Lord who was and who is and who is to come. I want you to know the Lord is not looking for that perfect person because he has never selected any perfect person. He only qualified those he called and made them perfect by his grace. And that is what he has done for me. A rejected, destined to die, he came and just snatched me from the mouth of death. Deposits in our life. All over. Miracles all over. Somebody had come to this service. With a burden of a fear of cancer in your body. Arthritis in your back, lower back. You are unable to move properly. The Lord said, this morning, you are going home healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't need to come over to touch you. A time is going to come, I'll ask some people to come. But the Holy Spirit is just moving and he's touching people everywhere. He's touching people everywhere. There is a deposit of grace into our life. There's a deposit of healing into our life. There's a deposit of power into our life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Holy and double I don't know whether there's Steve or Stephen in this place. I hear the Lord mentioning to my ears Steve or Stephen. The Lord said, it is not 
over yet with you. He's going to move you to another chapter of your life. Receive it. If you want to, if you want to experience this authority and this anointing to do much for God, I am going to ask you to come forward. Those who want to come and say, Lord, here am I, send me. Those who want to do something extraordinary for the Lord, uh, uh, just as, if, if, if it is just sweeping this place and, and getting involved every week, you, you feel like you still have some fire in your bones and, and you want to do something. I want to pray for some people. The Lord just wants to touch you with his grace and his anointing. And if you are ready to receive certain, certain commission, certain grace to go out there, I just want you to take a step forward. Just, just let's trust the Lord together. If you have a unique condition of sickness, the one that it it is just threatening your life and you are so afraid of it. Beloved, I want you to just walk forward because that demon is dying in this place and it's not going back with you anymore. Even the dead rotting body of Lazarus was resurrected. What about you living? I don't know what kind of threatening sickness you are under. Whatsoever cancer, whatsoever condition, please, I declare in this place, you are not going back with that sickness. In the name of Jesus, there is healing in this place. There is healing in this place. There is healing in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord saying to you, my sister, two words. He said, comfort, comfort. The Lord said he's bringing comfort into your life. There have been so much tears. He said, comfort. He's going to comfort you. The Lord is coming into the situation. He's going to turn it around. It's your time to be comforted. It's your time to laugh and smile and sleep again. Comfort. Comfort. Whatsoever threaten your life will not threaten you anymore. Whatsoever you are struggling with will die in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord says, strength for my daughter. Strength. Strength is breathing a breath into your life. It is coming. It's coming. It's moving you, my sister, into another level of trusting. 
another level of trusting that your faith will be shaping again into that level of trusting. The Holy Spirit is touching your life right now. He is. He is touching your life right now. Right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my sister. I I hear the Lord said, give yourself a little bit more. I don't know what that meant. But you may be the right person to know that. He said, give a little bit more of yourself. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I pray deposit right now. I prophesy over your home. The law said your children are going to be your refuge and your stronghold. Mm. Mm. Come on, Lord. The law said he's going to restore The years the canker worm and the caterpillar has destroyed. Mmm. Leanda muskihan tayanda baleiske hatosanda yabaleve. Restoration, oh Lord. And going to come through this beautiful case. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are receiving a deposit of grace and unction, girl. You have an international outreach ministry. You'll be a young girl that will send word of God around the world. The Lord said, position yourself. I am praying for you. There's a lady called Katri Corman. She's a very great evangelist, healing evangelist. And I am releasing the anointing upon Katri Coleman upon you right now. That you begin to see healing over people you pray for from today. Father, let it come to pass. She's willing, her heart is open, depositing her. Deposit in her. Deposit in her. In the name of Jesus. Receive this deposit. In Jesus mighty name. And brother. The Lord said. I I should cringe to you. Like this. And just get ready. For impartation. Your anointing is going to be like fire. It's taking away the, the lack of confidence and it's taking away the fear and it's taking away the weakness. He's taking it away now. He's taking it away now. He's taking it away now. Receive. 
You're going to be a great support. You're going to see many people coming to the Lord through your hands. You will speak and it will come to pass. In the name of Jesus, that I pray. In the name of Jesus. That in your age, the Lord is still having so much for you to do. That you will send words to people and encourage people and write letters to young people to continue. You'll be like a foundation for these people, this leadership and speaking to their life. You'll pray over your home. You'll pray over your grandchildren. You'll pray over your neighbors. You'll be, you'll be there as a pillar for those who need it. I pray right now that anything that we were unable to accomplish in your youthful time, somewhere, somehow, the Lord will bring grace to accomplish them. Receive it. Receive it. I pray that this condition of arthritis will be healed in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit. You are not from the Lord. Mm, you are not from the Lord. The Lord do not give good gifts and add sorrow to it. Therefore, I command you, you fast spirit, break your hole now. Healing all over the place. Healing all over the place. Healing all over the place. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Healing right now. I see healing right now. I see healing right now. Hallelujah. The condition is becoming better. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for a touch. In the name of Jesus. You still have fire to release, sir. Receive it. Receive this fire. Receive this fire. Bible says that there's arrow that is going to shoot right from your mouth. And whatsoever you declare is going to be established. Thank you. Speak it out. Thank you, Lord. Speak it out. Yes, Jesus. Speak it out. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's fire. That's fire. That's fire. That's fire. Fire. Coming over your life, sir. Coming over your life, sir. As you teach your grandkids and you speak the word of God over your grandkids, the Lord is going to use you, not your grandkids. In the church, children are going to come and you speak over their life and they're going to grow under, under this encouragement. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus, receive it. Hallelujah. Touch of the Holy Ghost. Mama, every weakness in your body is being touched. I pray for the wrestles in your body to be active right now. I pray that your blood will be active again. The veins will be open and the blood will flow again. Receive a touch and a healing in the name of Jesus.
the Lord said, you are in her plan for the next chapter. Give yourself for his ministry for miracles. The Lord said, you are in her plan for the next chapter. His church will need you. You got to be available. I pray grace over your life. For this cause, for this commission, may the Lord supply every need. In Jesus' name. That I pray for you. In the name of Jesus. That there's, there's, there's a renewer of grace and power. God is activating his power and presence in your life. That you are receiving strength in Jesus' name. Strength in Jesus' name. Strength in Jesus' name. It is coming. It is coming. You still have more to give. And that is the word for you, sir. Get ready. The Lord said, I can still send you. Get ready. I can still send you. Get ready. Receive this grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, 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 boldness, boldness and courage for witnessing. Ah, the Lord is releasing boldness. In your age, the Lord is releasing strength. It is coming over your life. You are going to bring people to the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, as Caleb said, give me the mountain to conquer. You will take these hills. You will move around in the mall, in the coffee area, on the beach, wherever you find people around. May you receive boldness to speak his word. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's like fire is coming upon her. It's like fire is being released in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sir. Receive a touch of the Holy Ghost. The Lord said, make time for me. Make time for me. The Lord said, I need you more. I am ready, waiting for you. Receive this deposit in Jesus' name. I pray, O oh Lord, for mom. I pray that this next problem will, will fall in order right now. I declare that whatsoever is causing that is the devil. Sickness is not of God. And you never, I declare that come to your right place. Function well in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. From this morning, there will be a testimony that this problem is gone forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. There's somebody here with an, a particular eye problem. <coughs> eye problem like 
the, the, you can't see properly, especially with the, with the left eye. If I pray for, pray for you, you can, you can humbly please sit down. Come forward, sit out. Now, I know I am praying for you because you have a history of loving the Lord. And your calling is to go to the nations and witness and bring people to Jesus. And I pray over your life that the Lord of grace will grace you with grace and power. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord will fill you with boldness and courage and authority. You will have full comprehension of who you are in Christ and walk in his ways and his steps. You are like flowers in the hands of the Lord. And he will use you to do many things for his kingdom. Come and receive this touch. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to pray for the man that the Lord said I should pray for. I will come over, sorry. I want to pray for you, sir. Forgive me. I want to pray for you. Is that okay? Father, in the name of Jesus. You see, church, I want you to have a look at this man. If you see him in a few, (laughs) standing on that pulpit sharing the word of God, don't be surprised. Because God is picking him out and depositing grace in his life. Receive the touch now. When you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. And you know, on this day, we will come into contact with his glory. And I release the glory of God over your life. I release the glory of God over your life. I release the glory of God over your life. I release the glory of God over your life. Your mouth is touched. Your tongue is touched. You will speak boldly and you will see God in a different way and a very different dimension. For this cause, whatsoever your hands find to do will prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. I pray for you that your life will continue to shine. And you will be like a stream. Many people will come and drink from your stream. That is what the Lord is making you. A lot of people will need you. And you're going to be available for them. That is what the Lord needs you for. I pray that because of this calling, he will take good care of you. And heal you of every infirmity and bless you in Jesus' name. Say, so what do you yes. want me to pray for? Uh, my liver. The liver? Cancer. That's what the doctors have said, but not Dr. Jesus. All right. So we are trusting right now 
Bible says, what report must we believe? <laughs> we are not re- believing the report of the doctors. We love them. We, we appreciate their knowledge and, and their intelligence. But we want to believe in Jesus who said by his stripes we were healed. And right now, in the name of Jesus, may this condition with your liver be restored. In the name of Jesus. And may you have a new and a fresh liver. The one that created us and have every part of our body. May he take the old one and replace it. In the name of Jesus. Your next checkup, your next report will be different. In Jesus' name. God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. Pastor Sam, I want to pray with you. The, the, the leaders um, over there, if you want to come around and just want us to lay our hands on Pastor Sam. So Bible say clearly that Moses, when his hands was down, the people were going defeated. And when his hands was lifted, the people were winning the battle. And right now I see the next level of our pastor is that God is going to give him another spirit that will speak boldly. But he will need some people to trust what he says and, 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 and run with it. The vision must be written, but others need to run with it. We are praying for him right now that God God will drop into his spirit that courage, that boldness, that grace in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we release straight that boldness, that courage that came upon Peter. And that day he stood and preached and 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. We release that courage now. We release that boldness now. We release that grace now in the name of Jesus. And that your servant will lead this church into the next level. That this church will double. The families that will be joining this church will be double. New people will come from the campuses to be part of this church. That you give him that wisdom, that knowledge to be able to reach them. I pray, O oh Lord, that you help his wife, Joe, to continue to be that tower of strength and grace behind him. And I pray, O oh Lord, that his leaders will be there for him at all times. And they will see increase. They will see increase. I hear the Lord says, a year by this time, you will see increase in this church. You see more children and more families joining this church. And you need to expand where you meet now. Because the numbers will increase. Favor and grace will multiply. Receive that grace. Provision will come. Amen. Father, I pray for the Hills Church. You have said this church is going to be like United Nations where many different nations will come here and find refuge. I speak what you have asked me to bring and I declare that this prophecy will come to pass in the name of Jesus. That this church will double, 
It will double in numbers. It will double spiritually. Faith will increase. Children will come. Family will come. Every need of this church will be met. Lord, I also pray that the members of this church will be generous to their church and hold this church and pay bills and pay the fees and rent and, and they, will, they will support this church and, and go out there for the expansion of this church. You raise army of prayer, people who will stand and pray for this church all the time. May this church be blessed because they have been a blessing to us. I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Sam, I am done. God bless you. You're not done. What are you talking about? <laughs> Actually, can you stay, stay up? Because I think um, uh, we, we've, we've shared that we want to, um, I said that there's a two-way thing. Yes. You pray for us. Can we pray for John? We pray for his church, his ministry, the school. Um, let's just gather around him now. Lord, we thank you for that angel that came and touched his life, for that encounter to be the start of this journey. And Lord, as, as John prayed this morning in the prayer room, you, you joined us together before the foundation of the world. You are the creator God who knows all things, and yet you orchestrated this relationship from across the seas. And Lord, so we just pray for John and Mercy. We pray for the, the school. We just pray for, as, as the, the students come in, that they would that hear the gospel of Jesus, that you would raise up young people, that they'd be trained in, in education, but they'd be trained in the gospel, that they'd be uh, stewards of that message and be sent out from that place, and that, that that village would just be transformed through that school, through that ministry. And Lord, for his church, uh, the way that uh, he has a heart for a thousand church plants uh, in 20 years, Lord, we just pray that over his life right now. We just pray that he'd have the increase, he'd have the, the resources, he'd have the faith, he'd have the people around him to enable that vision to happen. And Lord, that, that the nation of Ghana would be transformed through uh, that encounter that first happened for John, that you would take that uh, encounter that's happened in his inner man and that it would change his outer man to, to reach the nations, to reach Ghana, to reach those villages, the, the poor, the lonely, the cripple, the hurting, the needy, those who need to hear your gospel, your truth and your grace. We just pray an anointing over him right now as he, as he travels Australia and as he heads back home, he'd know your, your grace on his life and that you would increase his ministry and his power in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, friends, we, uh, we talked about uh, blessing John, uh, we've we've brought him over here, and uh, we want to um, ha- have a have a chance now to to take up a special love offering. Uh, there's going to be a box down here at the front. There's going to be a slide up on the screen uh, that if you want to electronically transfer. And that's going to go towards John and Mercy's uh, travel expenses, uh, getting them here, getting them to the conference as well. And we pray that the conference would just be a blessing to you, that, that God would just speak to you and build you up uh, in that as well. Uh, so, friends, if we want to do that now, we're just going to, we're going to sing a last song. Uh, 
but parents, if you want to go get your kids now um, because, of, because of the time, you can go do that. But we're going to stand and sing a last song. Uh, he's asked for Waymaker, Miracle Worker. We're going to pray. We're going to sing that, and we're going to sing that over our church. And maybe, maybe if there's, there's more that, that, that God wants to do during this song, let's, let's continue to, to minister to one another. Yeah, bless you. So if you want to give uh, cash, there's a box here at the front. Feel free to just come come forward to do that if you want to give electronically. But let's just continue to, to be in this atmosphere of God doing something in our midst as we declare that this morning. Thank you so much for today, Father. Uh, we thank you for for John and his availability uh, and his willingness to just allow you to work through him today. Uh, folk, the, the service will sort of come to an end here, but uh, there's still opportunities for people to come forward. Uh, John and Sam and others will be here available to pray for as long as they need to be. So um, invite any others that want to come forward, please do so now. Uh, those that want to, to break off and have a cup of coffee and a chat, that's perfectly all right, or to go and get kids as well. Uh, just, yeah, just so thankful for the way the Lord's moved us amongst us this morning. And, yeah, what a great encouragement and a challenge for us all. Thanks for being part of today.